What is it? Your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of a Star Wars Podcast.com. I'm your host, Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane. How are you two doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing Work good. Is doing hard. good. Life is hard, but Star yeah. Wars is awesome. Yeah. And speaking of Star Wars, which this whole entire show is about, <laughs> uh, Last Jedi came out on DVD Blu ray this week. Oh. Very exciting! I went to the I went to the, my local Best Buy this morning and got my they 4K. Still have those. Yes, I, I got my <laughs> 4K Ultra HD plus Blu-ray plus digital Ultimate Collector's Edition. Now, why will you need all of those things? Well, uh, I figured it was only two more dollars than the just Blu-ray <laughs> and the digital one, and I. I wasn't spending actual money. I had a thing I had bought at Best Buy that I didn't want anymore, so I returned <laughs> it for store credit, and it covered the entire thing, so it was Look fine. That. Yeah, uh, and I was like, I might as well. But also, I figure in the next five years, I probably will have a 4K TV with HDR in it. So it's like, down the road, I'll be able to watch Last Jedi. In it's 4K, an investment. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm not. I'm not, There's never going to be a point where I'm like, I never want to see this again, and like throw it out the window. So have you might as well have the super high def version of it. Yeah. Have you dug into special features? <clears throat> not yet. They're pretty good. Yeah, I you hear have? those bloopers and yeah, commentary and bloopers all that. Bloopers we haven't found yet. We watched the the deleted scenes, and then the the. Uh, what was it? The uh, director's documentary, which was a lot longer than I was expecting. Ooh, um, in a the good way do- or oh, bad the, way. <laughs> not even the commentary. A documentary. No, no, just the documentary. It, it was okay. good. It, it, but it, it was different from what I expected. Usually, when you watch a Star Wars documentary, it's a lot about the making and all this stuff, and they actually is talk it... a lot about like, hey, this is how he felt making the movie versus. Oh, it's just literally following Ryan Johnson around. It, pretty much, but you see a lot of the other people. Like they sh- they show everybody and and how they worked on the movie, but it, I it has like a. That. It's, yeah, I think that's it's cool. good. Some I think good that's insider cool. behind the scenes, you know, moving yeah. and shaking info. Uh-huh. Like it. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Has have any of you rewatched it since? Yeah. I haven't. I haven't had yeah. time. Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm unemployed right now, so I have all the time in the world. So unemployed. I picked it up. Yeah, unemployed. So uh, and I needed to rewatch <laughs> it anyway for research for part two of my lightsaber thing. So. I was like, all right, I got the notepad. I sat down, I rewatched it, took a bunch of notes. And then about halfway through, I was like, man, I really like this movie. Yay. I was like, I really don't understand how people don't like it. And then by the end, which is the third time I've seen it, now I'm convinced, like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand, like, how people don't like it. I was thinking about that as I was walking home tonight. I was like, yelling I, there, in my head. There were also a ton of things that I didn't notice in the theater. Really tiny things. Like, like I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I, I remember <laughs> seeing. Oh, I, I can think of one. Um, when Luke reaches out to Leia, uh, when he's like, he puts his hands on the pedestal, and you see the water like ripple and stuff. I didn't mm. notice that he's one hand is gloved and one isn't. I oh. thought that was very significant because they in the original trilogy they play with the whole glove thing and the 
right. and getting cut off and all that. So, yeah, you got to think the imagery with how he portrays himself in those moments has to be very deep and and purposeful. Right. I also thought it was funny, and I said this on Twitter that I said, "How poetic is it that this movie has a, an entire planet made of salt?" <laughs> so many salty people. That's the, that's okay. I, honestly, the only thing I don't like about the movie is that guy going. Ugh, salt. I'm like, why is this here? Like, I love that. Moment. I like that part too. <laughs> I know. I'm just. It just seems like I, I, I can get with this, I can get with goofy stuff like you know the the weird little troll putting the coins in BB-8, BB-8 shooting out all the coins at the guy. Like, I get yeah. it. Star Wars is goofy. That's fine. But like this, I don't know. It doesn't feel goofy. It's just like it's You're... it's it's set up for no payoff. Like I'm imagining it. At some point, like someone was gonna pick up a handful of salt and like throw it in Kylo's face or something, and they'd or, be like, "Oh yeah, it's salt. That would hurt." Or but later, it, he like know. is po- it's like poison salt, and this one guy just like, <laughs> starts yeah, convulsing. It, it kind of plays into the backstory <laughs> of the base, though, because the base used to be a mine, so they were mining, you know, salt, salt, salt. Yeah, I, right. I I liked it. I mean, you go I to like a new too. planet, you want to taste it. Just yep, that's the first thing. <laughs> that's I'm the gonna first do. thing. You go to Hoth, you make a snow cone. I'm gonna taste the salt, and then I'm well, gonna pray uh, to God Raiders of the Lost you. Ark. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably died, so your anger at that—that that guy probably did die. Now that I think about it, I wonder what happened to. Uh, he just died before anything happened. Who he was the, poisoned who by was the, the director of Rogue One? Who was uh, who was oh. <laughs> sitting next to him? It gives him the dirty well, look. Yeah, I wonder if he lived. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, wow. is that uh, uh, in terms of um, what's been going on in everyone's lives? What's been going on in your Star Wars lives other than Last Jedi stuff? Can we talk about our pictures? Yeah, we should. Uh, the the art or yes. the WonderCon pictures? The art. Okay. Yeah. So you may have noticed that we have brand new podcast art. Yeah. Thanks to Shane. I don't remember his last name. Shane Sandulik, who I actually put a link to his uh, Deviant Art in uh, the description. Did a great uh, job. Shane yes, was kind you. enough to draw all of us in the exact specifications that I required. <laughs> no fuss, no fighting back. <laughs> it was great, uh, and they all turned out great. And and uh, I, I I love them. I they, love they mine. Awesome. I, I it, would it be weird to get it like printed out and framed and hung on my wall? No, that'd be cool. I might do cool. that. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. I mean, it's original yeah. art of you. Ask I know. Star Wars, Ask Star Wars. I'm living my dream every day. I yeah. swear. I need to uh, talk to him about like if we can redistribute these and stuff, but we'll see. Uh, as for now, it looks good. I'm excited. I'm gonna make it the banner on the website too, but I gotta get around to that. Awesome. Mm. At some point cool. soon. We'll post it on uh, Facebook soon as well. I did. I actually posted on Facebook oh, already. Yeah. Whoa. On it. On it. On it's it. already pinned and everything. And man. Yeah. So. So in my Star Wars life, pretty much the same every week. I can't stop playing this game on my phone, and I've sunk like forty dollars into it, which were all terrible decisions. Um, <laughs> the con- uh, Galactic Conquest or whatever. Galaxy of Heroes. Oh, Galaxy of Heroes. What the? What I want. <laughs> Is Galactic I- Conquest a mode? Kind of. What's it? Galactic War or something. Um, I can't stop playing it. I want to collect all the things. And I make the stupid decision of buying crystals and then spending them on one of those cards where it's like, you can get between five and 330 shards. And it's always five. It's always five. Never do it. Don't do it. Um, 
but then I also have been playing that Disney emoji game you guys told me about last Dude, time. Dude, emoji blitz. You know how I found out that you've been playing that? <laughs> because I beat your high score. Well, I think I beat it again. But oh, snap. <laughs> the, what, uh, how I found out was I was playing at uh, Alex's house because we went to WonderCon. And I got a new high score, and I saw your picture in my <laughs> in my like gerb derb Facebook account went brr over it, and I was like, ah, there she is. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. but the, have you been seeing the the commercials that they the ads that they play? There's a couple Star Wars toy ads, and um, usually, you know what's funny though is. Yes, but only because usually when I push the, like, I want the free spin, like, play the thing, I usually push that and, like, throw my phone somewhere (laughs) for 30 seconds and then do something and I come back. and Like, like, purposefully don't watch it to spite them. Um, But no, there's, like, there's the the force link thing, which I think, Alex, you were talking about, which is, like, the little wrist thing where you pick up your toy and and it talks. It talks to, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the old school Lady Razor we were, we were talking about the, back the in the Phantom Menace. Reader. Yeah. But then there's also a lightsaber that has two different hilts. And if you put one in, it's all it looks all Jedi-ish and the lightsaber's blue. And then take that one off and you put on a cool like red flamey like Sith one and it turns red. And I'm like, that's really cool. And that is pretty cool. Those I can't are fun. justify buying that for myself because I'm an adult. Well, just I mean, unfortunately, with Toys R Us going out of business, you can you can probably find it on sale. So, <laughs> so yeah, so because we guilty. thought we thought none of the Toys R Uses were gonna have a sale, and then when we were down there, all of a sudden the Toys R Us next to Alex's apartment was like, "Hey, going out going out of business sale," and I was like, "What is this nonsense? I thought this wasn't <laughs> happening." You have a Toys R Us next to your apartment? Are you so sad? Well, it's it's down the street, but I used to go there, you know, once every few weeks to buy toys, and then lately they haven't been getting a lot of stock. And I was like, oh, you know, that's weird. I know they're closing other Toys R Us stores down here in Southern California, but this one's supposed to stay open. And then you hear the whole bankruptcy thing, and then they announced every single Toys R Us is going to go on sale. So we went the day before the sale, or the day or two before the sale was going on, and all they had were a bunch of Constable Zuvio Black Series 6-inch figures from you know 2015 which if you know about think you could have the largest constable suvio that's what i was thinking they go on sale for five dollars i get every single one steve sansweet would be jealous right i could build a life-size zuvio rancho zuvio Zuvio. (laughs) i love it i love it but you know it's it's sad It, it makes me sad you, yeah. me- you mentioned WonderCon. You guys want to talk about WonderCon? Yeah. WonderCon, little sister convention from of uh, San Diego Comic Con, was held this past weekend at the Anaheim Convention Center, and Josh, Nicole, Megan, and I went to WonderCon Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was there Sunday, ha- helping out the five hundred first booth. So if you've Which never, was a nice booth. It was a very nice booth. We had our walls up and brought some music. Wow. So we were playing the Star Wars, you know, theme songs, you know, the Imperial March as soon as Vader walked in. Uh, it was very, very big uh, convention, not quite Comic-Con size uh, over in San Diego. Easily, though, at least half to two-thirds the size. Is it, it's, like, com- more comfortable than Comic-Con that way? Or? Yes, yes, much more comfortable. But uh, every year it grows bigger and the tickets sell out faster. And this is the first time they've had an off-site it wasn't very big, but it was their first offsite for WonderCon. And we've seen the ones that are in San Diego, you take up, you know, full parking lots and, you know, full hotels. So if we're starting small here, it's just going to get bigger. That'd be a cool idea for 
I don't know, any sort of convention, to have simultaneous multiple conventions in smaller places around the country. Yeah. Hmm. I imagine it would be expensive, but it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be fun but to it, have... But it would almost be like going to different conventions. Yeah, but like well, there could be fun interactive stuff, like there yeah, could be so. some sort of games and like... You know, whoever, whichever city does the best wins a prize. I could see like Wizard that. World doing that because they do. They go oh. everywhere with Wizard World. Wizard World. <laughs> yeah, where, all the, the, was, where all the wizards come to come to meet in their Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it was a pretty fun convention. There was there was a, a pretty big Star Wars presence with all the cosplayers and uh, a lot of toys. Yeah. Did so. I know there were a bunch of people at the Five of Furs booth. The o- like the only other person I saw I saw maybe like two clone troopers. I saw some Mandalorians, and then I saw this woman who ha- who was already rocking the uh, Amelia Clark outfit from Solo. Yeah, the there's, cape. There's and I was like, well, them. that was quick. <laughs> there was actually it was funny. The trailer came out for that, uh, and then a week later was what was it long beach comic expo and there was a whole group that had co- costumes han solo that's uh awesome. you know amelia clark's character like and they look pretty good lando in the big furry coat i hope because no, he was in the the yellow shirt but uh. i'm sure we're gonna it's a little hot down here to be wearing that but uh, i'm sure yeah. we're gonna see that soon don't brag it's 40 degrees outside <laughs> yeah it's hot in my loft right now Ew. but uh. anything new with you star wars e josh uh not really other than just, you know, I've been I've been writing part 2 of the lightsaber series. And the, okay, so for some background, part 1 is done, it's up. I think it turned out great. I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but like I think it turned out pretty good. It's very and then good. so the script for that was 1300 words. That was about 8 minutes. 8 and a half minutes I think total. Uh the script for part 2, I've written most of chapter two chapter one's been written i haven't even hit chapter three and uh it's 1100 words well there you go (laughs) there's so much to talk about like i i thought that you know i thought i would be it would be fine i was like oh it'll be the same it'll be like the same amount of length it may even be shorter nope it's like because i start writing and then i'm like oh yeah then there's that thing oh yeah and then that one thing happened do it right man make your magnum lightsaber opus yeah and originally (laughs) i wasn't even gonna touch on the uh dark saber and then ended up doing that so that was like 800 words uh because that's a whole that's a whole thing um well do we want to let this transition then into our main topic we might as well uh so for the for those of you who aren't aware and somehow have sticked this long into the podcast. Uh, Once again, you're listening to Long Time Ago Radio. Whether you are from the class of 77 or The Last Jedi was your first Star Wars movie, you're welcome here. And now on to the topic of the show. The time has come for you to build your own lightsabers. And you Be warned. This is no simple task and many perils lie ahead of you. Where we are going, there is no place more sacred to the Jedi. This week, speaking of lightsabers, we're actually going to talk about lightsabers. All the cool things about them, all the unique uh, mythological things about them, why they're so cool, why they're so unique, why they're so iconic, and just stuff in the lore with them, style, everything. We're just going to 
it's going to be kind of an open discussion just about about lightsabers. So, well, let me ask you, how what inspired you to have your first big Star Wars video essay be about lightsabers? Well, uh, on top of them being really cool, I'm I'm a huge. I, th- I think one of the things that really draws me to Star Wars, anyway, is the the philosophical stuff. Mm. Like that's why my favorite stuff in Star Wars. While I love the galactic battles, I love the underworld smuggler stuff. I love all that stuff. I think the stuff that really gets me is the Jedi Sith stuff. Yeah, like all of the philosophical battles, the way the symbolism of these things is like interwoven into the movies and into the cartoons and all that. I I really love that stuff, and I always have since. Uh, I took a mythology class in high school. Actually, where I met Alex's wife. <laughs> hey. that's actually, it's where I met her for the first time. Um, and uh, I've always noticed that I, originally it was going to be about what part two is about, how Luke's and by association Anakin's lightsaber is sort of this like uh, torch in a way between the, the different generations that these films are for. And like the the passing of the torch and sort of like the um which a lot of what the movies are even about is you know the 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 passing of the burden and all that all that jazz so i originally was going to touch on that and then i started doing a bunch of research i was like well why are the lightsabers iconic in the first place like why on top of just being like that literally didn't exist until george lucas made it up so it already took some huge creativity and they're already visually stunning, and they're probably the first thing you think about when you think of Star Wars. And people uh, who don't know Star Wars know lightsabers. You they know what lightsaber a lightsaber is, is exactly. Yeah. So then I was just like, well, okay, why why are they so iconic? And then I started digging into that and found you know all, the whole Bushido thing and like the the stuff about that Joseph Campbell said about rituals. And then I was like, Oh yeah, that clone wars episode where they have to build their lightsabers. Let me go rewatch that. Take some notes. I was like, Oh yeah. A couple of things there. Um, I think in our first episode, we had a glitch over the part where I talked about this. But when I first talked about why I love star Wars, I mentioned Joseph Campbell and, um, you know, he wrote this, his masterwork is uh, here with a thousand faces Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it dissects the hero's journey, and I was actually taught that concept in in writing in my screenwriting class in film school by my teacher showing us Star Wars, um, and so I, I really appreciated you know your appreciation of that as well, and I like how you know it was more than just you know about Luke's journey that there was stuff about actual rituals, um, yeah, which were really interesting. Yeah, and and funny enough too in my mythology class when we talked about that subject we watched the whole star wars trilogy (laughs) you watched the whole trilogy the whole trilogy and then my teacher literally paused at parts to point things out i like it after that i was like super fast like i already loved star wars but it like awakened like a whole thing in me i was like oh my god that became like my whole there's been an awakening (laughs) <laughs> yep, there's been an awakening. That was my jam after that. Uh, Do you have those Campbell quotes uh, handy? Because I, I think... Blah, yeah, I should <laughs> in my... <laughs> Sorry, I make weird noises when I'm, when I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I do, actually, because I, I have this script for part two open, and I think the part one script is right here. 
Yeah, because it's yeah. it's really interesting. Because George Lucas, this and this isn't just a casual observation. George Lucas has said and was very influenced by um, by that. And and I think the you mentioned Bushido, which you can speak on after. But I kind of like the the West East West um, kind of references because he's referencing a lot of samurai culture, a lot of uh, like samurai films, which are actually takes on old American films. So I think you get this Western Japanese Greek mythology film language, um, which is all intertwined that I like. It's like a glo- It's like a, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, an international sort of. Yeah. Influence. Cobbling totally. together of like these really, um, what's the word i'm looking for like these really powerful motifs that appear in like so many things yeah these archetypes absolutely absolutely and just boiling them down to their like most basic essence which is why i agree with you which it's one of the reasons i love star wars is that you know it is all about war it's all about these kind of large deep concepts that are you know cross-cultural um if you have those quotes handy i have the yeah so um well, the one Joseph Campbell one I have is related to um, the actual building. Like, I, the question I was going to answer, like, trying to answer was, like, why, like, why are the Jedi and the Sith, like, so connected to their lightsabers? Like, why is it that, like, every time someone's lightsaber falls off a thing, they're probably going to die? You know? Because <laughs> it happens. Like, it's a joke yeah. at, at this point. Like, um and I ended up rewatching those uh, two of the three episodes where the younglings and Clone Wars like rebuild their lightsabers and all that. And and then it got and then it struck me. I was like, wait, uh, reading this specific quote by Joseph Campbell, where he says, "A ritual is an enactment of a myth, and by participating in the ritual, you are participating in the myth. And since myth is a projection of the depth wisdom of the psyche." By participating in the ritual, participating in the myth, you are being, as it were, put in accord with that wisdom, which is a way of saying like, hmm. there's a there's a the, there's a society here trying to make you do this ritual. So like the Jedi, are getting you to do this ritual, and there's a purpose for doing it. It's to put you in a like in accordance with the society you are about to enter. Um, so like, and then I I watched a bunch of Joseph Campbell stuff where he was talking about like, all these tribes. Um, around the world who like have these weird rituals where you know like a boy will become a man he has to like literally fight the gods and stuff it's <laughs> like these these men have like these masks that are of the gods and then after the fight then the man will like take the mask off and put it on the kid and it's like like oh you're now one of us kind of thing like a bomb um, but yeah more but violent <laughs> <laughs> so uh in that episode all of the kids or the younglings have to overcome some thing that doesn't um jive with being a jedi uh every one of them pretty much like a lot of them have to deal with fear like biff who biff's my man the little hammerhead (laughs) youngling he's the he's the g all right (laughs) he has to overcome fear so like he, he mentions like when they all close their eyes and like point to a cave to go find their kyber crystal so they can build their lightsabers uh, he points to a cave where no one else is going. Mm. So, and then he he's like, burr, 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 and they're all like, you like the force led you down that path. Like, I know you're afraid to go alone, but 
it's probably for the best. And then, of course, he goes, and there's, like, a big scary rock monster, and he's afraid. But he overcomes his fear and goes inside, and what do you know? His crystal's in there. He overcame his fear, and he overcame the, the trial and the ritual. He got to build his lightsaber. And then it's, like, Gunji, the little Wookiee, like, he's impatient. Like, he has to wait for a, for a river to freeze to go get his... So he has to sit there and just, like, wait. Chill. While he's, like... He's like freaking out, and then he realizes, oh, I gotta just wait and be patient, and then I can go get it. And then he goes and gets it. He overcame it. And like the main, I can't remember the kid's name, but he he voiced the he voiced the hippie guy on American Dad, <laughs> but I can't remember the actual character's name. But he he thinks he has this crystal, and it turns out it's ice, and he has to go back in, and he like leaves the the one girl behind, and she's like frozen in ice, and he's like, I gotta find my crystal. <laughs> and little do you know, he has to be—he he has to overcome his selfishness, go back, save her, and then well, what do you know? His crystals in the wall between them, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. And that—that that I find interesting and jives well with this Campbell quote. And it's—it's—it's it's, a—it's a way that I like the crystal that you're meant to find is the one that you will find. I wonder um, what Anakin had to overcome. When that, I'm wondering there. that too, because I was like, "What he?" They, they uh, just handed it to him. It didn't stick. Whatever. Here lesson. you go. Here you go. Well, he obviously did this, and I'm wondering if they're ever gonna make a comic about it. But I wonder. I mean, Yoda seemed to think he was afraid of loss. So, I mean, that's probably. But yeah, <laughs> they just threw it at him, and he lost it. It's like, oh, guess you gotta find it now. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, I wonder. And I wonder, I wonder if what Ahsoka was because she she's awesome. I don't think she maybe she was she was a little impatient when she was younger. Yeah, um, and I and yeah. I also mentioned that in the video too. She well, has she overcome had, her impatience when she loses her saber. And she had two two crystals at some point. Yeah, do you think she had to go and get another? Like, can you go back and be like, I'll overcome something else and get like five? <laughs> It's I like don't a merit know, badge. actually. They're, that's a good, yeah. they're Jedi that's a good question. Badges. She didn't get her second one until, like, season three, right? Yeah, and they never well, really they... explain it. She just kind of has it. Yeah. She could have broken the first one and made it smaller. I was going to ask, do we want to talk a little bit about those kyber crystals? Is there any other use for them? I know they, they, they create energy. Well, they powered the Death Star. The main laser, we yeah. We know that. Yeah. And in, which we see in Rebels, the actual... Yes kyber crystal that does it right or is that well, a different one that was a different one yeah okay. the idea the idea was like they're shipping these huge crystals to okay. the and then that's when you see them taking them um off that planet in uh rogue one as well they're they're trying to collect the large ones from the temple uh-huh. um to to help with the death star work okay. which i'm wondering it, the, the the giant sorry random tangent but just because we're talking about this i'm wondering if the uh, the miniaturized death star tech that we see in the Last Jedi uses a kyber crystal as well to focus that energy. I bet it does. I, be, I bet yeah. it does. I imagine there's a heavy price for these things then. Um, yeah, they're expensive. <laughs> very cool. And then, the, so do we want to talk about the Sith ritual? Because they have their own ritual. Yeah, they do. Uh, originally in Legends, and I don't think it jived... I don't think this is partially why I'm really glad Legends is gone. Once again, I'm really sorry, Legends kids. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, originally, the Kyber crystals for the Sith were were um, like 
not fake, but they were ma- they were like produced synthetic. They were yeah, that's a good word for it. <laughs> synthetic. Uh, they were created, basically. Um, and it, I, I, I guess I see what they were going for, but I don't think it. Um, I don't think it necessarily jives with what the Sith were actually about. Not as like, much as yeah the, the yeah it's the like Jedi oh we Sith. made a we made a thing, and now you can have it. It's, it's like that's not quite that's not quite right. Like, what they have now is, and they they in this happens in the Darth Vader comic, uh, not the original one that came out, not the original arc that happened, but the new one they're running right now, which takes place like right after Episode Three, because Vader's born. He doesn't have a lightsaber anymore because Obi Wan took Anakin's lightsaber to give to Luke. Um, so he had like Palpatine tells him that he has to go get one. And the way he go he has to go get one is he has to find a Jedi that has survived Order 66, murder them and take their lightsaber and then bleed it. And um by bleeding it they like pour all their hate and stuff into it. They basically corrupt it. Uh and and Vader even says in the comic um, the blade of a Sith is not given; it is taken. And that's what changes Ooh. the color too, right? That's what causes it changes the, the, the color. Red. Yeah, that's um, a good line. Too. And Palpatine says something like, "Pour all your hate into it until it's a beautiful crimson or something." I don't remember. The, <laughs> I bet I have the actual picture here. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's much more in accordance with. Yeah, yeah. I Sith. find that more in accordance too because it's like. Uh, their their whole th- their whole shtick is that they are powerful and they're going to like define not define but I guess they're gonna they their whole thing is they're gonna prove how powerful they are right like if they if it's 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 almost like a very literal sort of living like if if you're if you're the apprentice you're the Sith apprentice and you you're like I can kill my master and you kill your master you've kind of defined to the universe proven that you are actually more powerful yeah so therefore you you are more worthy of being the master than they are so they deserve to die uh and that that's sort of the whole the whole the whole deal the whole philosophy behind it so to them it's like you know i'm not ruled by my emotions because i i control them like i use my emotions as to like make me more powerful like my hate makes me stronger it my hate doesn't control me sort of thing um but you know obviously they go down the they go down too far they'll drown in it but uh it's interesting though just thinking on that real quick i guess the only do we see many fallen sith we 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 see that with maul as in like you know people who have fallen out of oh. of favor with the Sith or um, like actually failed at being a Sith. I think but that makes I mean, we what, have Asajj. Oh, we yeah, have I think canon wise you only have Asajj and Maul who were well, Maul was, you know, he was he was part of the Sith. Asajj was never really part of it. She was a dark side user, but she, you know, she was Dooku's side apprentice. Um, I mean, you also have the Seventh Sister and all those people too. The Inquisitors the, uh, that have the red blade too, so I'm curious to see how that works out. Yeah, the Inquisitors. With well. Actually, the 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 Darth Vader comic right now is going into the training and Ooh. the recruitment of the Inquisitors. I gotta catch up. 
Yeah, I'm waiting for the trades, and also I'm kind of broke right now, so I can't really be buying <laughs> comics. But uh, yeah, that's the whole that's their whole thing right now. Because I've seen all the covers, and it's like Seven Sister and like the Grand Inquisitor and all that. That's exciting. That's yeah. really cool. Like the it, Grand Inquisitor, like fights the librarian lady from the from the Jedi Temple and stuff. Which, by the way, was just rewatching Clone Wars again, and like the episode where Cad Bane like comes to the temple and I'm oh, sorry and stuff and 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 messes stuff up. He like knocks her out. Oh no no, it was the changeling and like really punches the old lady hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's she a can yeah. take a hit. <laughs> well, apparently she can also fight cuz in that comic she's Well, Ahsoka says off. something about how she's like a good fighter or something under her breath and i'm like that's cool i want to see the old lady swing a lightsaber well you do um so but so it's like harry potter in that the wand kind of chooses you in terms of the crystals um not really so much for the sith but for the jedi but it's not like harry potter in that you can pick up any old lightsaber and you can use it joe schmo you know you know, muggle, you know, John Boyega can pick up a lightsaber and swing John it. John Boyega the muggle. Although, <laughs> uh, so right now when you we were talking about how the, the crystals change and everything, right, depending on, on the malice and the hatred and all that, right. um, you, you definitely see that with Kylo Ren. Um, when you look at The Last Jedi, when he's defending himself against Luke in that moment, his lightsaber blade is blue, correct? Yeah, and but then what? you have to wonder, is it the same... So I was like, saber. the hilt looks very similar. If you look at the saber, I think it's in the visual dictionary or somewhere. It looks almost identical except for the cross guard. So he, it looks like he modified the lightsaber that he had built to become this, you know, Sithy one. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how. Um, but then he even modified it more in, yeah, right? yeah. Well, in Last Jedi because it looks different. I don't know if he modifies it more, but I mean, you see at one point he followed the Jedi teachings, built the lightsaber. It looked good. He wanted to make it more powerful, more Sithy, so he starts manipulating it. That's why you see exposed wires and all that stuff. And I'm curious to see if they ever get into that story, how Snoke corrupted himself and all. You know that that whole backstory, and if we see Mm. the malice pour into the Kyber crystal, like you see with Vader uh, in the comic books. I love how his kind of uneasiness and whatever is reflected in how wacky his lightsaber is. Exactly. That's yeah, it's cool. the the blade and everything's like so unstable. Just so what? Like him. So is a purple person like really like friendly? Like like, you know, is the... <laughs> they're mood rings? Yeah. <laughs> so it back in the so back in legends, yeah, color is interesting because like back in legends, color used to mean something. Like it used to be like what station you were basically. Like if you were green, you were like a specific. You had a specific rank. Like in the Jedi Order, if you were blue, it meant that you were like a Jedi Knight. If it was purple, it meant you were this. If it was gold, you were a Temple Guard. Like all these things. I guess that doesn't. That's not necessarily that's, the case anymore. Yeah, I'm glad they took. They got rid of that. It kind of limited. You know. Now I don't colors. think the colors mean literally anything. Yeah. Well, I think there's a su- like subtle meanings for sure. I mean, as we're talking about, um, and then also I think Ahsoka fulcrum version her having white lightsabers i feel like is oh a, sure is a meaningful thing as she is not no longer a jedi yeah that and like luke losing his dad's lightsaber and empire and then coming back in jedi has a completely different lightsaber he's all confident and 
powerful now. Green like, means that's... go. Do yeah. we know his story of acquiring that second one? There's not there a deleted scene? Yeah, there's from a deleted Return scene. Where he's like he's, he's like it in a cave. fixing it or something in a Tatooine cave or whatever. I think yeah, I think at that point he's just adjusting something. But yeah. um, canon wise, I don't know unless there's anything in the books. But I not yet. What would his cave experience? I mean, we see him have a cave experience. Yeah. I wonder what he would have to overcome in that moment. Well, I'm wondering too. I know that the cave experience was shown in the Clone Wars episode, but I'm sure there had to have been other ways for Jedi's to get their sabers. I, I like as opposed to just being limited to the caves. Like, do you remember? Doesn't Ezra gets his his crystal during the discussion with Yoda? Well, I guess it's in a cave too, right? It's in a temple. Yeah, they're in the Jedi Temple, but but I mean, I, I don't. Th- yeah, I don't think that specific. Um cave is like you know the end all be all place well i think yeah when they were like when things were going well and you had like your your you know your academy up and running and you had your standardized field trip (laughs) you picked the location yeah yeah Yeah, that's true uh and i mean jetta was also a place that had kyra crystals and people went there i feel like you got your crystal when the time was right and like like becky said when you had everything organized and set up it was easier to determine that time versus you know once the empire took over you had to meet yoda in a vision and he had to take one from space well i think it also it builds on what josh was saying at the beginning is that these are all rituals mm-hmm. like i was saying before anyone could build a lightsaber and pick it up and swing it around yeah. like you don't need to do you don't actually need to do all these things but it's more about like you said connecting the, the process of by engaging with the ritual connecting yourself to the myth and to the order um, which I guess is a thing I'm curious to see moving forward if that kind of ritual continues. Yeah, especially since there's no Jedi Order anymore to right. do this thing with. So it's like... But she has the books. Yeah, well, she She does have it. the books, and I was thinking about that too. I'm like, do, does that mean that we're going to get a new Jedi Order? Because it doesn't seem... Ray doesn't seem like the kind of person that would do that. I don't know. Ray seems like the kind of person to do pretty much anything. Yeah, I think she's, she's pretty open right now. She's pretty game. <laughs> um, what else from uh, your research and your videos? Uh, I'm, I'm debating how much I want to go into part two, really. I mean, well, okay, sticking to part one stuff, because, like, we could be here all night and we don't, we don't have time for that. So, uh, a, a thing that I wanted to, to look at was like why do we have that joke about someone's lightsaber getting kicked off a thing and then you know they die it's like why does that exist and a part of it is to do with the ritual like people are so connected to their blades like samurai were to their swords um which i touched on too like the whole bushido soul of the sword thing explain that a little bit yeah so there was this mentality among samurai that there's the 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 will of their weapon their sword was like sort of their will as well and what you know whatever the sword was responsible for they were responsible for in turn and so there's this idea uh in star wars at least and they actually it couldn't have been more perfect like i i was re-watching this clone wars episode and they literally said the thing i needed them to say i was like oh my god this is perfect. Um, but Ahsoka's being all impatient. 
and the uh, the old lizard man from the library, whose name I can't remember, uh. <laughs> is like walking all slow, and he says something like, "Patience." Like you worry that any anyone who's harmed or killed with your blade, you know, like you'll be just as responsible as the person who strikes the blow. And he's like, "It's a valid concern, but something you have to puzzle out." And like, I I find that interesting because in a way, it's like he's right. If if she lost her saber and someone killed someone with it, it's her fault because she wasn't. I mean, she was being impatient. She lost her saber. She wasn't account- like accountable for it. Mm-hmm. This weapon that she brought into the world, like it's her creation. You know, it's sort of like the whole uh, Oppenheimer thing when like he felt all guilty after they made the atomic bomb. You know, yeah. it's like anyone that dies by that. That's on you it's on him right uh it's the same sort of thing uh and i find i find that really interesting too but yeah absolutely i I haven't found anything else like other than that episode or or people mention that kind of thing but um the other thing and it was funny because (laughs) uh Alex, you had brought up some Darth Maul thing as a joke, I think, on the last episode. And then I dug deeper, and I was like, he's right. <laughs> he's right about the Darth Maul thing. Darth Maul gets his lightsaber cut in half in Phantom Menace. It keeps working, and then he gets cut in half. The lightsaber keeps working and is only single-bladed through Clone Wars when he comes back. And then he gets new legs and... He kind of like survives. Well, he gets a little bit he gets new legs, and then later in Rebels, his yeah, the it's bottom double bladed half of the, again, right? It's you know, it's yeah. it's it's fun stuff. Yeah, that it's double bladed cool. again. And then when he's killed by Obi Wan, it gets slashed in half again, and destroyed, like in the same blow. Like you see, uh, yeah. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And then there's a lot of stuff with the dark saber that I'm mentioning in part two, where it's like, whoever's uh, whoever has it. It's it's like the fate of Mandalore is in their hands, right? <laughs> like, like anything happening to Mandalore is like based on who's holding it at any given time. And can so, you can you yeah. remind me of the origin of the dark saber and why it's it, a saber? It was it was it was made by the first Mandalorian Jedi, the first and only, the first and only. Oh, and uh, it was uh, and it was used during the Jedi Mandalorian Wars, mm-hmm. which was like an old Republic kind of thing that existed in legends and then was brought back into canon in rebels when they have the whole like explanation of where the dark saber came from yeah. did this dude fight on the side of the jedi or the mandalorians i don't know that they say uh, i was thinking about that too, so but. let me see if i remember correctly so it was the jedi's name was tarvisla um he he was a jedi i get i guess at whatever point he fell the dark Tar-Vizla, saber previsla got it part Continue. of the family or part of the clan um the dark saber was put into the Jedi temple at some point, and then it was, it was after the after the war. After yeah. the war, and then it was stolen again by the Mandalorians. Yeah, so like during the fall of the Old Republic, when everything was in chaos, I guess a bunch of Mandalorians broke into the Jedi temple, stole it back from the archives, and then it remained basically in the Vizsla clan for like thousands of years, which is interesting because Mandalore at this point's like an in the in Clone Wars when you're watching it's uh it's an independent it's an independent planet it's not a part of the Confederacy or the Republic 
and there's this whole like political back and forth as to whether or not the republic should invade to protect them and and like all this pacifism and stuff and then eventually it gets conquered by by maul and all that and because maul is an outside force and he has the dark saber now it's like all of a sudden mandalore is in the hands of an outside force it's not governing itself the the uh confederacy doesn't own it the galactic republic doesn't own it it's in this weird kind of thing and it remains that way because uh maul flees with the dark saber and and then and and uh and then it's taken over by the empire mm -hmm. and then they don't get like the mandalore isn't freed until sabine comes back with the dark saber and gives it to bo katan who is the it. sister of Satine, who was the previous ruler before Maul took over, and then it's like peace reigns again. Well, did you know? it? Because I think at that point they were barely going to try to re. Well, they reunited the houses yeah. to fight back the Empire. Because was the idea? Winter's coming, right? I was gonna yeah. say very Game of yeah. Thrones. <laughs> there was this, yeah. That well, there was this sense that like Mandalore is gonna be cool because like, you know, they're gonna they're obviously gonna beat the Empire. <laughs> it was like that kind of thing, you know. But who knows? Maybe that's our next series. Mandalore. The Mandalore, the Mandalore Wars. Wars. <gasps> Mandalore. The Mandalores. Mandalore. Do you get it? Like we don't. How's that? Not, is, I bet that's a podcast somewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> the Mandalore. Um. Do we know why the dark saber is all cool and dark? Because it's sexy. I don't. know. I don't know. I don't think so. I. I. I think they talked about it being some sort of like a. What do you call it? Like a, a test version of an early lightsaber? Yeah, it's Ooh. like so old that... Or like a prototype. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, like maybe lightsabers used to look like that when it was actually made, you know? That was, that's way cooler. Make them like that again. Yeah, but... Because it does have this old like sword hilt and stuff on it. And so it is from like thousands of years ago. If we follow it through, clearly what happens to the lightsabers has meaning in some way. So what's next? What hap So where did we leave off with that lightsaber when Ray and 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 Kylo well, were fighting? Well, it got destroyed, split in two. And so what does that mean, you think? Well, it means that the the light. So the it's funny because my whole third chapter in the part two is called the meta narrative, and it's like uh about that lightsaber as a symbol for star wars itself like not even like lore Whoa. stuff like like it as a franchise is is its whole oh, deal right mind blow <clears throat> and it has to do with the whole idea that star wars is something we pass on hmm. and a lot of us have had it passed on to us by our parents and we'll pass it on to others and Anakin's lightsaber is sort of a it's the symbol of the chosen one you know because yeah. Anakin was the chosen one then Luke was the chosen one and now it's like it passes on to Rey who's probably I mean who who doesn't really want the burden of being the chosen one um well but also it's significant in this movie because we we're gearing up uh, after watching Force Awakens it's like a repeat of everything we've seen before it's like yeah death stars and all that like it's the same movie so we're expecting the cycle to repeat again like these rhymes and rhythms that repeat all through star wars but then they don't <laughs> in last jedi Love because it. they Love throw it. it all away and 
what and so they destroy the symbol of that and it's supposed to signify like that that old idea is over like this idea of like the chosen one and there being this person or this thing that like the whole burden of everyone and like let like the legends of these people like have to you know let the uh, past uh, die yeah let the past die all this stuff i think you could and then we see broom kid you know and it's <laughs> it's like magical well i, th- I think you um, can see it too is the fact that this lightsaber was passed down from anakin skywalker all the way through to Luke, to Luke Skywalker, and originally, you know, Ben is wanting this lightsaber, and with it destroyed, this is the end of the Skywalker lineage and the Skywalker story for for the you know the the overall story arc of the Jedi and the Sith, the Light and the Dark Side. This is the end of that road of that story. This lightsaber connected from you know the original trilogy, the, the prequels, all the way up to here. Now that that's gone, let's start a new journey with Rey, whether she uses that Kyber crystal or not. Whatever this new lightsaber I, is, that's the new narrative. I think she'll take the crystal, but put it in her own saber. The crystal didn't break, right? I don't remember. No, because they show it at the end, like just it's half. sticking out. That's of what the, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was like, hmm, I wonder. I, and I thought that while rewatching it today, I was like, I be, I wonder if she'll just take the crystal, because then it's a it's actually a little symbolic too, like meta narratively, like <laughs> the essence of Star Wars is still here, but it's different it. now. You um, know. All this is reminding me just real quick of, um, I mean, I was huge, I am a huge Buffy fan, and uh, there's a similar kind of story um, in the in the final season of Buffy, where, you know, the chosen one, you know, that's Buffy is the chosen one, she's a vampire slayer, and she, it's her burden to carry alone, and that's how it's always been, and that's how it'll always be, and she kind of breaks it throughout the series by having friends and family, which you're not supposed to have, very Jedi-like. Um, and then at the end, she uses this old um, Slayer sword, a scythe, actually, and takes the power from that and breaks kind of the ritual of the Slayer and imbues power to all potential Slayers so she no longer has to carry the burden alone. Um, and that just, you know, a little parallel just for any Buffy fans out there. Uh, Buffy's cool. That. Buffy is cool. Buffy is cool. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm down trying to think of... Uh, I'm trying to think of like other stuff too where, they, where this kind of thing has happened I can't think of it but that's a good one Buffy yeah I hadn't even thought about it that way until you were framing it like that I was like yeah that's an interesting yeah. way to, to break this idea of a burden on, on one person yeah and it's so funny we'll have to do this whole like chosen one episode because I, I didn't I didn't know that there was all this drama around like who actually is the chosen one until Alex the chosen yeah. one is Anakin. I'm sorry. You, See, you people I think I'm playing about it, but it's been established enough that the chosen one it was Vader. Well, and don't talk re- about Obi Wan Kenobi because they no. even mentioned that he was kind of iffy I, about it. But I rewatched that episode of Rebels where Darth Maul dies, and his dying breath. Yeah, but, he asks, and he's is he wrong. the chosen one? He's not wrong, Alex. He is because even even Dave Filoni said that in in Rebels uh, Rebels Recon. That in the eyes of Obi Wan Kenobi, Anakin was not the chosen one. That's just because he, he didn't want to. No, he didn't want to offend anyone. Come on, you can't. If if the makers <laughs> no, I, themselves are saying it, it's kind of hard no, to, de- I have a, to deny. I that. think I have a good explanation. I think it's both, but it's. I think it is like. Uh, Anakin is the chosen one until he's not. But then like, mm. is is the way it works. I think I at that point the story of the chosen one of the 
the mythology that it's just done. He was a chosen one for that moment in mm. time and history. I don't think there ever was like he will totally bring balance to the force. At the moment, though, when you had the most extreme, you know, the Jedi's in the high and the Sith in the low, and the resurgence of the Sith, at that moment, this is where he, he broke. And he so I would change. argue that we didn't have a true balance in the Force until well, the end of be, Last Jedi. Well, that was going to be my question. Well, no, that was going to say, I don't think he had it at all, because he had the Jedi super high, and all of a sudden now you had the Sith super high. Once but Vader I, turned good, that's when you start adjusting that balance again. And even then... Sure, but my, my argument is that because Anakin failed, the burden, which is represented by his lightsaber, the burden is passed on to Luke. But did Luke he fail? now has to be the one, and Luke did fail. Yeah, uh, did Anakin fail? Because in the end, yeah, he does kill Palpatine. I don't see saves. Anakin's fail. I see, I see his failure as being part of the prophecy that he brought balance. See, I don't know, but I'm gonna say this. This is why this franchise is so freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's great because you can have this kind of a discussion about something that's yeah. fake. But you can get so, it sounds silly, but I mean, it's about space people and, you know, aliens and robots and all yeah. that stuff. But you can get so into it because there's so much backstory and the mythology, like you're talking about with the lightsabers, it connects to so much real life history. That, yeah. I mean, every, everything is connected and you can talk about, you know, urban legends of, you know, like the, the different views of Luke Skywalker. You can talk about anything and it all connects to the same story. Well, I mean, and it goes back to the why, you know, this is also great is because when it was written, it was written based on these classic mm-hmm. archetypes and storytelling symbols and, and, and that stuff is timeless. And it and, and it's because it provokes conversations, because there's no right answers. Um, Although there are no great Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> they just aren't. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's so funny how we thought there was going to be like a whole gray jedi thing and then they were like no nope. like no there's i'm sorry that's a cop out still, still going no. with this okay really yeah. quick just to put this out there the mandalorian marks instagram whoever's in charge of that i love you because you <laughs> you were posting about all this star wars stuff about how all these star wars things are real and it's, it's such a great place and then you wrote dot 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 except for gray jedi those are still <laughs> not a thing oh you guys are like soul i don't brothers. know who it is i gotta find out <laughs> you're gonna find them at some convention i'm gonna find them and hug them and be and just whisper in the ear. You, yeah, you know. Know. <laughs> you know about the terror of the gray Jedi. Please don't do that. You're I mean, the gray, the gray Jedi definitely came from, like, a dark horse thing. Yeah, the whole, like, you know, at a certain point, especially with the video games, you start giving people crazy powers, not necessarily because it serves the storyline, but because it's fun to play. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, so real quick. Are we, are, we, are we good on the lightsabers, you think? We're, we're winding down, but what were you going to say? I was going to say, you just mentioned video games, and I remembered something that I did recently, which was continue to play the Battlefront campaign that I never finished. Oh, yeah. I never finished that either. <laughs> um, it's great. It's good. It's great. That. I mean, it's, like, super fun. I mean, I just, I'm really not that far in. I just got to the mission where you play as uh, Leia, and I spent, like, the first five minutes just jumping around being like, I'm Leia! Yes! Oh, my God, I'm Leia. So for that alone, like, oh, when I was Luke for the first time, I literally just ran around and jumped on the ship because you can jump really high when you're Luke. And yeah. and then I was, like, force-pushing R2 and he kept beeping at me, and it was super fun. <laughs> I did really love that mission. with, And it had the compass. Yeah. The compass, yeah. You can, yeah, that was cool. You can find all the cutscenes for that game, right? Because I, I own a Wii yeah, you and can. we don't have Star Wars games anymore. Ooh, that'd be a good topic. anymore. Anymore, <laughs> we have. I have we. I actually have we Star Wars game here somewhere. But that would, that would be, be a fun a... one. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I have the. Hang on. 
I just felt bad because I always want to play these games, and I have a Wii. I have. And I have. It's just Lego Star Wars. I have Star Wars: The Clone Wars lightsaber duels. Ooh. Next time I come by, I'll bring my Wii mode and we'll do lightsaber duels. That's really that fun. And it says the power of the lightsaber in your hands. I need to get a case replacement for this game because it'd beat up. Um, oh my goodness. I was thinking that'd be a cool topic once talking about Jedi and Sith friends palling around or not necessarily Sith, but Jedi and Empire, you know, frenemies Ooh. hanging out together it, like like Zeb and Callus. Is there really? Yeah. It's called Dark Disciple. Oh, oh yeah. Probably And Lost Stars. And Lost really. Stars, yeah. <laughs> Every episode. Just saying. <laughs> we did it. Ding, ding. We got through a topic <laughs> with without with we brought it up. Um yes, uh Dark Disciples, great book. I've been I've been toying with the idea of like re listening to the audiobook because it's so good. And the guy who does all the voices is freaking phenomenal. Uh I can't remember. He's done a couple of the Star Wars audiobooks. It's always like the same four or five people that do the the that do the audiobooks. But it'd be a cool job. Yeah. It's it probably is a cool job. I know uh the um there's a woman who it's like her name's January something, but she she always does like the Claudia Gray, Leia stuff. Like ah. every time it's every time it's like Leia focused or something, and it's uh it was like in a certain point of view. Also, like any of the stories had to do with Leia, it was January. What's her name? What's her face? Bloodline. It was her. Uh, and then all what's the other uh, Leia Princess of Alderaan? She did it as well. So now it's like I have two voices for Leia in my head. Like I have. Carrie, obviously, and then I have this January. I love woman, it. Who That's I can't cool. remember her last name. Um, Good for her. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's gonna do it for the topic of the show. There's still so much more we could talk about. But Real we're... quick, what yep. what color would everybody's lightsaber be? I know I've said it before, but <clears throat> green. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of like. Uh, I I think I have to go with blue. I like the classic blue. I really like Ahsoka's white lightsabers. I don't know if that means I can't really be a Jedi, but... No, no. There are Jedi that have white lightsabers. Then... So you're score. all good. I think I told you guys this before when we were talking about some other topic, but when I was Yoda for Halloween in fifth grade, I had a white lightsaber because that's the only color they had left. <laughs> was it one of those that was a flashlight on the bottom? Yep. Yeah. It was like a... It still works. Right? I brought or it what? to Voodoo Fest, and it was like, it's it was awesome because like, all my friends could see it. You know, we were in the big crowds. That is I'm so quality craftsmanship. I was just going to ask mine. if it was like one of those uh, those ceiling lights, like in an office, with just some duct tape at the end or something. <laughs> oh, it's a fluorescent tube with the yeah, battery Yeah, a fluorescent tube, yeah. That would be so funny. It's like, God, it's so bright. Um yeah, anyway, uh, we have a bunch of news, so we should get on to the news. Let's do it. I have good news for you, my lord. So the name of this cast is Jabalia? Hmm? You wrote on yeah, what? Oh, What's it was, I was eating jambalaya, so I called it, <laughs> I called it jambalaya. Gotcha. I like it. <laughs> Okay, that makes more sense. That's not actually what the episode's going to be called. But For the past 59 minutes and 13 seconds, I've been trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, Jabalaya. That should be in the Wookiee Cookie Cookbook, Woo! which oh I God. found the other day at Michael's, and it's only like 10 pages. Oh, oh it's real? It. It's not that oh, big? No, it's not it's... good enough. Okay, oh. it's, it's, that's an under-exaggeration. We need to make Jabalaya and Wookiee Cookies and... Uh, 
What would ja- what would Jawas have? Jawa snaps. Uh, Jawa snaps. Oh, like ginger snaps. Like ginger snaps. I like I like that. Or actually. just like or- Jawa snaps. What was? But also because is- I really love ginger. But didn't that isn't didn't that isn't there a food a food that is made by Jawas that we talked about before? And I was curious if it was made yep, of zu- Jawas. Zucchini. <laughs> Oh, God. Did I never tell you guys about the Jawa posters that Nicole and I wanted to make? No. Or it's like, uh, it's it's uh, asking a Jawa, like, what his favorite things are. So uh, so it's like, what? hey, Jawa, what's your favorite food? And, he'd be, and it's uh, Jawa looking very happy, holding up a zucchini and says, zucchini. And then it's like, <laughs> Jawa, what's your favorite drink? Like, martini. Oh, I love and it. And then, what's your favorite noodle? Linguini. <laughs> <laughs> All right, those are shirts. <laughs> yeah, I know. We need to just make them. That, those could I be our thinking, podcast shirts. I need some yeah. martini glasses that have a Jawa yeah. on it saying martini. Martini. Oh, <laughs> uh, that'd be cool. And then, and then it's like, what's your favorite Italian food? Baked ziti. <laughs> <laughs> it's just if it ends with an e, then you can, uh, then you can do it. <laughs> and then you have one of them. What's your favorite sport? Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer. <laughs> That's great. Just totally. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. Anyway, uh, I'm going to leave all this in, by the way. Do it. Do it. Uh, I almost said baseball, and then I was like, what am I saying? Because <laughs> we were talking about sports. Um, the news. Yeah, this first news story. The Last Jedi wins five Empire Awards, and Ram Bergman confirms that they've already started working on the new Star Wars trilogy. So now... What I'm confused about is, <laughs> are they talking about the, like, like 10, 11, and 12? Or are they talking about, uh, you know... Anthology, whatever. Yeah, and you know what's annoying? As they don't say in the article. <sighs> is there going to be a 10, 11, 12? Or are we done Probably, with that? but I feel like not for a long time. Can we get, like, negative 1, 2, and 3? <laughs> just go back farther. I agree. Or like side shift four, five, side shift six. What are the Empire Awards? Um, I uh, don't know. <laughs> it's uh, the Imperial Awards for documentary making. So they, the they told the story. Very Empire well. Online. Uh, they're for the outlet Empire. I guess they have their own awards thing. Oh, oh, oh! Like Empire Magazine. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So that's cool. That is cool. Um, I, yeah, it, I, I, we go, we're gonna get ten, eleven, twelve, but I feel like they're gonna continue on this like once every fifteen years kind of thing. I'd appreciate that. Like they, they seem to only want to make a mainline Star Wars trilogy once, like every generation. Yeah, I think like, they need when, to space it out a bit. Yeah, when there's like a new, you know, a new generation to pass the torch on to that's when they are like here well i mean we'll see if they stick to that we've had like 15 spider-men in my lifetime uh, so. spider-man that's 14 <laughs> more than you need <laughs> yeah yeah uh daisy ridley and Domino donald donald Domino gleason expect to chart unexplored territory with star wars episode nine Ooh. uh which is funny because, like, 
I don't know what's up with this headline, and I kind of regret putting it in here, honestly. Because, like, the quote from Daisy literally says, I've heard nothing about episode <laughs> nine. <laughs> That's, uh, okay. Clickbait. Yeah, clickbait. Boom. You're failing me, Star Wars Newsnet. You're failing Ooh. me. Um, this one I saw, and I have to call some BS on it. And uh, Josh, uh, you have any real news, or is it all BS? I, we news? do actually. We're just getting through all the. <laughs> we're getting through all the like the fake ugh, hype stuff first. Yeah. Um. Yeah. These are all the fake ones, and then we're gonna. Have to, Laura Dern hinted that oh, uh, yeah. uh, Amel and Holdo might be force sensitive, and I have to call. BS I caution Anigans on this. Yeah. She was saying a bunch of, she was saying a bunch of stuff about how like, oh she she you know she's like wise beyond her years and stuff and it's like yeah but that doesn't mean she's force sensitive. One thing that kind of bugged me is that they're trying to say that because she's force sensitive and because she wants the force to do all these things that's why she sacrificed herself, and I feel like that's kind of a cop out like, the her sacrifice is uh, the sacrifice that she makes with the ship and all that is kind of taken away for blaming it on the force. It's about her trying to save people. Not necessarily yeah, let about her the have force. her thing. Yeah, have, let her yeah. have her moment. It's a selfless sacrifice that she's making to protect the people that she loves. I imagine it was just Laura Dern having fun because anytime she gets asked about Star Wars, she just lights up. She just loved being in that movie. Oh, I, I loved her character. I think it's just a lot of these, you know, these websites. Like this, one, I found this on Esquire. Like, really, you're writing a Star Wars article? But it's uh, a lot it was of, on Entertainment Weekly. It's a lot of clickbait. It it's just people yeah. trying to find a story where there really isn't one. Well, that's not clickbait because that's saying Laura Dern thinks that. Well, and this one is. And I don't. Laura Dern like said, just revealed a key she... detail that changes her Star Wars character. Like, really? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not, clickbait. No. Boo, Esquire, boo. All right, uh, real, uh, real news stories now. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a, a a rumor and like a bunch of uh, stuff came out. I don't know if you guys read a bunch of this stuff that's coming out of, coming out of Solo. Yeah. No. Um, about all the stuff that happened. An actor from Solo who remained anonymous and talked to Vulture mm, uh, okay. gave a first-hand account of last year's production drama. And it actually lines up a lot with stuff we had heard. Um, so they said that Phil and Chris are... They, they, they you know, obviously they wanted to remain anonymous because they didn't want to say anything. But this is, the, this is the quote from the article. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Phil and Chris are good directors, but they weren't prepared for Star Wars. Mm -hmm. After the 25th take, the actors are looking at each other like, this is getting weird. (laughs) Lord and Miller seemed a bit out of control. They definitely felt the pressure. With one of these movies, there are so many people on top of you at all times. The first assistant director was really experienced and had to step in to help them direct a lot of scenes. Wow. Um, And then then it goes on about when... uh, When... uh, Ron Howard, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why I'm spacing out people's <laughs> names. When Ron Howard came in, they said, Opie. when he came on, he took control, and you could just feel it. He yes. got res- he got respect immediately. He's really confident and a really easy guy to work with. Yes, Ron. Um, and then they asked him about the script or them. I don't know if the man or woman they said it's the same script. They've they've they're filming with the exact same things. There's nothing new. Um, Lord and Miller used whole sets, but Ron is just using parts of those sets. I guess they're not shooting wide angle, maybe to save money. So I didn't know about this. Does what? Well, that, what does that actor know about that? I yeah, that, I was gonna ask you, Becky. Like, does that actually make a difference? Because I feel like it wouldn't make any difference. 
Well, especially if they've already done shooting. Maybe they're just getting, like, inserts yeah. Yeah. or pickups. And, and from the sound of this, they already have a full set. Like, I could understand if you only built part of a set because you were, like, trying to save money and then shooting in that tiny area. I don't area, think but... that, first of all, I also don't think that their priority in that moment was to save money at all. Right. I think their priority in the moment is to make a film that's going to make millions of dollars at the box office. Like, they're not cutting corners on sets at that point when they had to fire their directors. Yeah. So, with Lord and Miller out, and Becky, you probably have the best insight on this, has there been any issues with their reputation? Like, have they been signed on to movies since all this has come to life? They have. Have they? Yeah. I yeah. think that they're, you know, I don't think it I don't think it's as bad as people like to make it out to be. Okay. And, and I think we got that from the stories, too, is that it just wasn't a good fit. Like, it just didn't work, yeah. you know? And and it's not like this is a small undertaking, you know? It's a huge production. And I imagine guys like that might even get some respect from some people for, you know, being so, I don't know, independently minded. But I don't know. I didn't really follow their career closely before, so I haven't been following it since. Yeah. Um, but they're, you know, a couple white dudes. They'll be fine. Sorry. <laughs> I do, uh, I do mean, I do like Lego Movie. Love yeah, Lego, Lego Movie. I think Lego Lego Movie is, is brilliant. Ooh, can we get a Lego Star Wars movie? Yes. I mean, we already have a Lego Star Wars TV show. Has anyone ever watched that? Yeah, apparently it's very popular. But it's not canon. <laughs> um... <laughs> You want a canon Lego well, Star Wars no, no, movie. I, 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 it, want I don't a, think it actually is considered it's, canon. It's totally so. not, but I, I'd like a yeah. Lego Star Wars movie very similar to the Batman one where, you know, they mix in a lot of other Lego properties yeah. and just make it this really fun within the Lego universe, not necessarily within the Star Wars Lego universe. I think that's right, what I right, kind of right. want. Fair enough. Yeah. I also like Next. Legos. Um, so, uh, and they... They go on. The last thing they mention is, um, and I'll read part of the article and then part of the quote. I'll I'll say when I'm switching between. But it says the source admits. Oh, they say he. Well, that singles out half the people in the world. So we're that much closer <laughs> to figuring out who this is. Probably not half the people on the set. <laughs> it was that guy. Uh, whoa. Oh. Pee pee <laughs> The source admits he never saw Kathleen Kennedy openly butt heads with Lord and Miller, but that unease over what was being captured on film began as early as one month into the production. Ouch. And the rumors that an acting coach was brought in to help Alden Ehrenreich channel Harrison Ford's affect as Solo turned out to be true. And then this is the quote. Uh, Trying to mimic Harrison Ford is really tough. Lucasfilm wanted something very specific, copying someone else. Alden's not a bad actor, just not good enough. You could, you, Yo, you could dude, see who his, are you? Who are you? You could see, he, apparently this person is an actor. Yeah. Uh, he's an extra in the background. Yeah, he could be. Honestly, he, yeah. you know what? He was probably the guy that walked by this, the, the camera. Of That's course like he's an scene. extra. Real Talk about reputations. Real actors wouldn't want to like this is Harrison ruin their Ford. reputation for <laughs> yeah. an article uh, for Vulture. Right? He goes on to say, you could see his acting became more relaxed. He became more Harrison-like. The coach helped. Well, so. I, I find that a bizarre direction to give after you've already hired the guy. Like, let him do him. It, it, to, I, I, one of my... Speaking of Star Wars directors who have done other things, I didn't really like Looper. I know a lot of people loved it. Ryan Johnson's previous film that a lot of people liked. Director of, um, obviously, the most recent Star Wars and his own trilogy. Um, 
But one of the biggest thing that bugged me about it was Joseph Gordon-Levitt spending the whole movie trying to look and act like Bruce Willis. It was so distracting. I couldn't get over it. I'm like, I'll believe you're the same person. Just leave it alone. I really hope that. <laughs> I really hope he's not walking Just around putting on like a thick Harrison Ford Han Solo accent when he doesn't no. when he can't pull it off. In the know? trailer, it seems like, and everyone's like whining and complaining. Well, it doesn't sound like I'm like whatever. It's a different cares. actor. Give it yeah. five minutes. Give it a it's minute. It's a whole different man. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a minute for your suspension of disbelief to kick in. And, yeah. you know, I feel like it'll be it would be longer for that suspension of belief to kick in if I feel like he's mimicking Harrison Ford the I whole just, time. All I care about is if it's a fun Star Wars movie. Yep. I don't expect it to be groundbreaking and Last Jedi. Like, even... I, I don't even expect it to be the worst Star Wars movie because I don't think... I don't, I don't know how you could get any worse than... Careful. Uh, Attack of the Clones. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Phantom Menace holds a very special place. No, in no, my no. Heart. I, I'm with you guys. I defend a Phantom Menace a little bit. But Attack, Attack of the Clones, Clones there's not much of to time. defend. Just a giant waste of time, that movie is. Um, I like the clones. The clones are cool, but they show up in the last, like, 10 minutes. The best 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> it is the best 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> You're like I, finally something's happening and then the credits roll <laughs> i do expect han solo film solo to break ground in terms of costumes though everybody looks fly and i oh am my goodness. ready for it yeah i can't wait i to think i i think we'll have the exact opposite that we had with last jedi with solo i think people are very like they don't want to see it people are very like oh it's gonna be bad or whatever and then they'll be pleasantly surprised whereas you know, people were like saying, uh, critics were saying that Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie coming out, and then people were like, "Oh, this is the worst, it ruined I, everything." Yeah, I, I can't wait to see, which I still don't understand because people don't understand. are brats. Um, I can't wait to see what stuff her universe comes out with, based off mm. of the solo movie, because they always come out with really cool clothes, and yeah. I'm always envious because my wife looks at them and she's like, "Oh, I should get this," and then I look at what we get for guys, and it's like, "Oh, it's a shirt with Yoda." A black T-shirt. Black t-shirt. With... I have, I think, ten black Star Wars T-shirts and one teal one. So come on. It's well, it's funny because that's like the opposite of what I was gonna say. Is like it, they do a really good job with women's wear because usually, like, you know, if you try and buy like a woman's like NFL shirt, it's pink and sparkly, and it's yeah. like it, they treat you like you're a five year old girl rather yeah. than like just making stuff for women. But it's funny that the reverse is they just give you black t-shirts. That's funny. That makes me laugh. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like it's always a black t-shirt with like a logo on it or something. And, and or, lately, or it's like it's like a spray oh, paint. I kick my dog or something. <laughs> it's a stormtrooper <laughs> underneath it. It says, "I kick my dog." <laughs> <laughs> kick my dog. <sighs> But yeah, is that the end of the news, or is there more? Uh, actually, wrap. Uh, there is some more. Uh, wrapping up that story, though, Chris Miller did tweet. Maybe you don't believe everything you read. Uh, <laughs> uh, he tweeted that yeah. two days ago. He didn't yeah. say anything else, but you have to imagine that's what it was about. Yeah, I wouldn't take an unnamed actor from the set. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's it's funny because a lot of what we've been reading are like all these rumors at some point you're like are they all similar because that's what happened or are they all compounding on each other yeah and and would people be this apprehensive about solo if we weren't in this weird like pop culture 24 7 news cycle thing that we're in now which is just exhausting sometimes 
And I, I just real quick, I like how he said, "Oh, I never saw Kathleen Kennedy and 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 the guys fight." And it's like, do you really think they would do that in front of you? Yeah, in the middle of the set, they're not going to do that. that they're going to do that in like a in like show. the deepest, secretest, soundproofiest like. If they're professionals, like let's yeah. not lie. Like obviously, we've all heard Christian Bale and stuff, so yeah. we know we know stuff goes bad on on yeah. sets. Wasn't Amelia Clark in that that movie? No, she was in the next in... Terminator. In which, what, what movie? which Terminator was Christian Bale in? Oh. Uh, he was in the prequel. Um, Christian? No, wasn't wasn't he? Yeah, he was in he was in um, Terminator Salvation. Salvation? <laughs> yeah, it's not a prequel. It's a sequel. Well, yeah. <sighs> Alex, come on. <laughs> it's both because it's a movie about time travel. Okay, it's literally for, both for sequel. We. We had the I had this argument with a friend when it came out, and he was like, "No, it's a sequel." I'm like, "It's literally both." Like, it's it's. I'm like, "It's both." But Anakin it's, is the chosen one, Josh. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. He was. <laughs> oh, them fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Disneyland After Dark Star Wars Night continues May third. Uh, hopefully, I I really want to go to this, Alex. I might have to sell some Bitcoin. Sell tonight. some it's Bitcoin like ticket. You have Bitcoin? I have a little bit. Yeah. I don't if you want what, to sell that. I have like uh an amount. <laughs> let, let me hang on, let me I'll type it. It's not a large amount. But how many Is it Bitcoin at like sixteen thousand dollars now? Yeah, for one, but I mean how many do you have? Like zero point zero one. How many something? bitcoins translates to a republic credit? That's like the main question I have. Good well, how question. many dollars translates to and also the price has dropped significantly. <laughs> There are like seven thousand now. I would just, but I don't have that. Just, I don't have just that. Just sell much. a kidney, and you'll get these tickets. It's fine. I don't even have to sell. Well, I have, and the thing is, it's not all in Bitcoin. I have a couple of coins, but like, I've diversified my portfolio, as oh. it were. But I could sell, like, a f- I, if I sold a fourth of my crypto assets, I could go. Crypto assets, goodness gracious! Yeah. All right, read the story. Let's move on. Anyway, Disneyland Star Wars night. So, um. Alex, you know a lot more about this, but it's exclusive after-hours access to Disneyland Park with mix-in access beginning at 6 p.m. Special entertainment, including character encounters and more, themed decor and immersive Star Wars-themed photo opportunities, a commemorative lanyard, an (laughs) event credential, and complimentary photo pass photos during the event, Mm -hmm. and the first opportunity to purchase the limited edition May the 4th merchandise, which I guess will be there. Um, and tickets go on sale tomorrow, so I have to decide yes. tonight. Uh, annual pass holder tickets went on sale Monday, the, what was it? or actually Tuesday, the 27th of March. Uh, they sold out within seven hours. So, they, again, they do a limited amount of tickets uh, total. That way you can enjoy the park with less people. Uh, Hyperspace Mountain will be coming back as well. Yes, that, everybody who can go if, see that, go If you do haven't it. done That's Hyperspace cool. Mountain, you should definitely come out to see this. Uh, no one's it's sure cool. if it's going to only be for that night or if they're going to bring it uh, back for that, that weekend. Since It, is it just says this fifth. popular transformation of Space Mountain returns. Yeah. So I'm going to guess that they're going to, like uh, they do with Haunted Mansion around Christmas, I'm going to guess around May the 4th they turn it into hyperspace. And Mountain. that's what the rumor yeah, was, keep... too, uh, earlier in the year, that they were going to be bringing it back as a seasonal offering during the <laughs> summer. Yeah, yeah they, keep, they keep the Haunted Mansion themed for a while. Yeah. Um, couple months isn't it like right after halloween they're like shut it on turn it on for halloween (laughs) yeah 
What? Because it's Jack well, I guess it, I guess it is half yeah. a Halloween thing. Well, that's all right. the all eternal right. debate. Yeah. So aside from it's both it, exactly, and and again, it's a, it's a, it's a fall winter movie. Uh, aside from Hyperspace Mountain, we will also be the first people to meet Ray, who will be a face character at Disneyland, and we will also be the first to watch the uh, the March of the First Order featuring Captain Phasma. So this is something Ooh, that they cool. do over in Orlando at Hollywood Studios. So they're bringing that to Disneyland. So they'll be showing it there. Oh, so it's like a, is it like Phantasma kind of thing? No, it's actually like going to be Captain Phasma marching through Tomorrowland. <laughs> what, how great would it be? <laughs> oh, no. Phantasma, but it's Phasma. Phasmatasma. <laughs> and all it is is a bunch of bright, bright red lights with uh, First Order propaganda. Like, it's just super serious. Yeah. And then some dude comes out and yells rebel and scum. And then she and shoots him and then it's hits done. Hits her in the face. <laughs> and then Maleficent appears and it's... Well, that, that's going to be pretty intense and epic to see, like, the First Order marching through tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be fun, because usually you only see two stormtroopers at a time. Uh, I think in Florida, it's at between six to eight First Order troopers, and we'll finally have Phasma. Not too sure if she will be doing any kind of meet and greet or if she'll just be walking around. But, I mean, you're going to get a lot more Star Wars than I can. I'm sure this is, like, you know, a soft test for, you know, the type of characters and how long these performers can stay in these costumes for when galaxy's edge opens up next year legit question yeah. i wonder if they're putting a dude in that suit uh i don't know because of height oh the phasma i don't know because i think the shoot yeah. phasma from what i've seen a lot of people uh who are the shoes are raised anyways um well she's but gwendolyn christie's enormous she is tall she, she is, is tall, tall but the helmet also gives you height too the way that it sits on your head it's kind of like a lot of the vaders mm. but uh I mean, we'll if out. anyone can find tall women, Disney could probably. Oh yeah, I mean, pull it off. We put out a a thing, especially down here in Southern California, with everybody, where everyone's an actress and actors, and yeah. you know, I'm a stunt person. No, but um, aside from that, you're also going to have all these awesome photo ops. You get seven hours for ninety nine dollars. It's a great deal if you are not an annual pass holder. Um, it's a pretty cheap ticket price to get to do this. If you're an annual pass holder, you're paying extra to go see something that you can literally see the next day. Not too sure if you're blocked out, though, so take that into consideration. And I think the best part about it is that you can go in costume. Oh, Which yay! they don't normally Which allow go, in Disneyland. The only times that they allow that are during these special events uh, and during the Halloween parties. Um, as long as your costume doesn't obscure your face in any way, uh, they prefer you don't wear armor. But if you do, you just have to go through uh, advanced checks and stuff. But uh, so think about you it. Can't be a, you can't be a tie pilot. No, but I can go as my tie reserve, which is the jumpsuit, the belt, the hats, the gloves, and the shoes. And Megan, oh. uh, I actually emailed them yesterday asking if face paint is allowed. And they said face paint is allowed. So she's going to go as her Twi'lek. Nice. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, everyone who goes and goes in costume, don't be hoodlums. Yes, don't, don't ruin it for ruin the rest it. of us. Please. <laughs> yeah. Act really respectful and fun so that they let us dress up all the yes. time. Star Wars night. So, so funny enough, I'm I'm looking at. Usually they say don't read the comments section. I usually read up. I'm reading the Disney Parks blog comment yeah. section. What a nice comment section. Oh, they moderate. I'm sure, the they heck moderate out of that. that. It's yeah. all like, hi, I'd like my, you know. Yeah, they probably do. One of them says Napes. <laughs> I see with an exclamation point. And I'm like, what is that? You know what's that? really funny? It, just really quick, if you ever go into the old blog posts. Once they're once you know like a year of fast, they don't moderate the comments anymore. Sometimes that's where you get the uh, the snarky or the slightly inappropriate comments. It's <laughs> really funny. You really don't have to search that deep into the internet to find snarky comments. Oh, not at all. <laughs> yeah, 
Unfortunately. But if you can go, go. Definitely, if you can go, it's going to be yeah. a fun night. There's going to be I'm gonna, so much I'm Star talk Wars. To you can go on Star Tours dressed as a Star War. Really <laughs> Have I told great. you about that? Uh, about my, uh, my uh, not my like biological niece, but my just niece by association. Her. Uh, her well it's my it's my like distant cousin's daughter okay so i don't i don't i don't know like we she calls me she calls me she calls me uncle josh and and she i just call her sounds 100 percent appropriate continue sure anyway she is uh she's she likes star wars her favorite thing is stormtroopers yeah but she calls them star wars oh that's adorable even though her father she's like four her father has told her many times, those are stormtroopers. She goes, no, they're Star Wars. That's adorable. Uh, and and when you said you could go <laughs> on Star Tours dressed as a Star Wars, <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was very funny. So does she think that the stormtroopers are like the titular characters of the series? I don't know, actually. <laughs> that it's all really about funny. them. Star Wars yeah. in her eyes. Yeah. It's a funny. Star Wars. Like, no. Anyway. D23 Expo. 2019 has been announced um so are they not they only do this every two years right? they do it every two years and it always falls uh during the same year that star wars celebration falls so yeah. 2015 when it fell well, actually no no yeah that's right 2015 well it was in anaheim because it happened last year it was in anaheim 2017 it was in anaheim again while uh celebration was in orlando this year is announced right. uh august I'm sorry, August 23rd to 25th of 2019 is Star Wars, or sorry, it's D23 Expo. So we're all hoping that if Disney's doing their convention again here in Anaheim, that they also bring Star Wars Celebration back a few Please. months before, which they've done before. So, um, I hope so. One can only hope. We, we fingers are crossed. Yeah. Uh, just as a heads up, just you know, just to kind of think, start thinking about this. Um, in on May 4th of 2016, they announced. The location for Star Wars Celebration 2017. So maybe May 4th of this year, they'll also announce Star Wars Celebration 2019. Hmm. So next week. So next week. But if, but I mean, if, the, if for whatever hmm. reason you can't, if you can go to D23, definitely go. There's always a good Star Wars presence. Um, Disney and Star Wars, the yeah, same thing now. Because it's all, it's, it's not just Disney. It's like all of Disney, Disney. Marvel, Star Wars, uh, any other. I'm sure, I'd be curious to see if you see 20th Century Fox there now. Now that all this stuff's going on. But uh, if you can go, definitely who the, go. Who, who, was the, who was the company that made Touchstone? <laughs> I was like, is there a Touchstone booth somewhere? <laughs> it's just Nightmare Before Christmas and Rocketeer. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, it's just merch for <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> That'd be really funny. I've never gone to D23. I've always wanted to it's go. It's one of my uh, bucket list conventions, so I need yeah. to go. Well, maybe we'll go next Just signed it, Becky, yeah? Yes, yes. Everywhere. Every, all the time. Let's do yes, it. I'm there. Yeah, they have one and three day tickets. We'll figure yeah. it out. Um, that's that's all for the news, actually. No, so, it's not. It's not. Well, there's one a link in between here. I don't know if you guys talked about that. You didn't want to talk about it, but like Where? I clicked what? on it and it's really cool. Is it the Hasbro the... Lab? Yes. Do you want me to tell you the story? Where okay. is that? Oh, I I didn't even see this. Oh, I'll tell you the backstory behind this. So they. Oh, this thing. Okay, yeah. Talk talk about this. If thing. you like Star Wars toys, um, like me, uh this is definitely going to interest you, but you also have to have kind of a bit of a, a wallet for it. Um, so HasLab is kind of like the, the website that Hasbro uses to kind of get out their ideas for upcoming toys and all that. About how many days ago? 
27, uh, 24 days ago, they announced that they are going to be making Jabba Cell Barge in three and three quarter scale. This is a four foot long action figure <laughs> placement, but it also costs five hundred dollars. And here's the catch: which isn't crazy it, for something. That it really big. isn't. No, for the price you're gonna get. So real quick. It comes with for the, for the price, price. That's pretty great. Pretty good. <laughs> and for people who are fans of the vintage collection, you know the original ones, they've brought it back a few times um, for the merchandise, and they do beautiful packaging and all that. It's it's a really good deal. Um, here's the catch: so they gave 30 days for people to to do a pre-order. You have to have signed up. Oh, sorry. Let me rewind. 30 days, right? You have to. You pre-order. have to pre-order. Oh, as of right now, they need 5,000 pre-orders for this to go into production. There are six days left, and they're at four thousand forty-three. They told everybody. Mine says four forty eighty. Oh. oh, oh, that's good. That's closer. Um, forty eighty-one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so maybe they'll, maybe make, they'll it. make it. Uh, the concern was that they weren't going to make it. So if they get the five thousand, they're going to make it. Uh, it's going to have exclusive packaging. It's actually going to come with an exclusive figure of a yak face. So if you order it now, you back it, you get it. Uh, they're saying that if they get past this point, they may bring it to retail, which is uh, really good news, especially for the UK markets, because right now you can't get it in the UK. It's just the United States only thing. If it doesn't hit the 5,000 backers, it will not be made. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. So I think this is actually the future of collecting. And I, I, honestly, with Toys R Us closing and all this stuff, especially when you have a lot of these larger Black Series play yeah. sets, I, I could see them doing this more. Um, Honestly, with how many they've sold so far, four thousand eighty-one, I'd be I'd be very surprised if they're like, "Oh, we didn't sell, you know, nine hundred. We're not going to make it." Four thousand is already mm-hmm. a lot. They've already made the money they need to create these. But uh, yeah, I think you know, you look at Hot Toys and all this stuff. You don't get those in stores. You have to get them online now. I think this is going to be the the like Josh was saying, the next wave yeah. in how collectibles are are made. Yeah, because every time I go to conventions, I see all these toy uh booths and i'm like always looking up and they have these big boxes of these cool like comic-con exclusive mm-hmm. freaking galactus or whatever and you're like who's buying these you know it i'm like i'm always wondering like where are people putting this stuff i was gonna say yeah so alex are you a backer of this thing if i wasn't saving for san diego comic-con yes also I, my what? wife where would that's, you put it where would it's, you put it's it so big i have nowhere to put it have to be like the new cat bed right oh my god i just hollow it out <laughs> and you can sleep inside it's it's a beautiful or it's a beautiful show it could live on your little patio <gasps> i can put it as a to get all wet as a hood ornament for my car <laughs> i don't know the sail bar it's, it's gonna be a beautiful toy um i'm hoping to yeah. see this in person one day if you're an investor in toys honestly i bet it'll be at ranch oh definitely ranch. um but if you're trying to find an investment i would definitely back this solely for the yak face figure um, it's only going to be released with these 5,000 orders. Um, you're looking at a limited edition figure, limited of 5,000. You had to pay 500 to get it. That alone is going to you know, be worth some money in a few years. So if you're trying to find an investment in toys, I think this yeah, is going to be that, a good one. Yeah, for that, for the couple years later when you're like, ugh, i got to get rid of this. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> well, like the sale bar, you can see, you know, you look at some of the really old G.I. Joe sets that were really, like, I think they had a six-foot-long aircraft carrier at one point, or, like, 
four and a half. Whoa! They Remember, they did. Right? It was gigantic. They talk about it in the toys that made us. So watch that if you haven't watched it. Yeah, yet. that's 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 how I knew about it because they were like this toys. But like these these uh, especially the vintage with the packaging that you know harkens back to the original figures from Return of the Jedi. You're getting an exclusive Yak face who has a you know a long history in collectibles. It's it's worth the price. If I had the money to splurge and the space, I would totally buy one. Is is Yak Face the one on the package where he looked completely different? Yak Face was the one where he was just super hard to find. Uh, I think you're thinking of Four Ella Women Zuckus where they switched the packaging. Is that well? Which is the one where it's like on the on the box? He's like tall and he has a blue jumpsuit, and then when you opened it, he was he was red. like smaller oh, and he had a red. That jumpsuit. was Snaggletooth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, I just looked up this Yak Face guy. He's in Star Wars? He is in Return of the Jedi. He's in the background of Jabba's palace, and you see him in the cell barge as well. He is a magnificent Muppet creature. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah Yak Face. I remember but, I mean, he looks like something out of, like, Labyrinth. If you a little bit, told, yeah. I mean, Jim Henson, not Jim Henson. You had, like, Frank Oz and all those guys working on that. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if you have the money, buy it. Let's make this toy a reality. Um, if they're making this, who knows what else they'll make? Maybe in... If I had a house, right? I might Hey, one. in five years, you <laughs> might have a 50-foot tall, three-and-three-quarter scale Death Star. Just putting it up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can you goodness. imagine this? That'd be crazy. <laughs> anyway, you guys ready for the creature of the yes. week? Yes. Yes. Ujabuk. They want no wonder. I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. Our creature of the week is the the the. Uh, hang on, I'm gonna try and pronounce this. The the Krykna. 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 Sure. The K R Y K N A. Predatory, non-sentient, spider-like creatures native to Atolon, which is the planet that uh, the rebels in Star Wars Rebels had their base on until. Season three? It was the end of season three, right? Where it got attacked. Yeah, yes. you had evil Bendu Cloud. Yeah, evil Bendu. Cloud Bendu. Um, oh, excuse me. Uh, they were resistant to blaster bolts and highly sensitive to negative emotions. Uh, sorry, that's a little silly. As am I. <laughs> yeah. You know, I am a little... I, I connect with the cry not the Krakena. You know, I am a little sensitive to negative emotions. Uh, they were made. They were extremely difficult to tame uh, with the force, and they were also repelled by the signal emitted by sensor beacons, which I'm sure pushed out a bunch of negative emotions. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Boo! I uh, don't like that." It's like, it's like uh, depression, anxiety. They're like, "No." So uh, these popped up a ton in, as we said, Rebels, and that's yeah. pretty much it, right? They're, yeah, they're a canon-only creature. They didn't exist in Legends. Yeah, they were actually based off of Dagobah uh, concept art that Ralph McQuarrie did. If you do a little, if you do some research, you actually see a picture of uh, Luke Skywalker and this this spider thing. It looks almost identical to this. So this uh. is another moment where uh, Rebels pulled from the, you know, the Macquarie Library of creatures and design. Right. Yeah, That's they awesome. pull from that stuff all the time. I, I, I'm pretty sure Solo pulls, like they had, I, they showed some art pieces where they're like, "Yep, uh, like we're pulling some stuff from this concept art." And stuff. Love it. So. so if anyone's not looking, they're spiders, pretty much just like big spiders, but his body and head kind of look like an alien head, like from Alien. Um, it's oh. kind of a big swoopy thing. 
They're gross. They're super gross. I hate spiders. I hate spiders too. Aw. It's okay. What do you mean, aw? You're not a. <laughs> Next week we do spiders. the Bomar Monk. Every time I see a spider, I get frightened. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you said that. <laughs> They're man. scary, man. Like, they, they bite you and. Spiders. Yeah. Freaking, cool. uh. You know? But yeah. Wait, hold on. It's called the knobby white spider. Was the original one? Did you already say that? No, we didn't. But What's yeah, it's definitely it's it was kind of known as the knobby white spider. Okay. Yeah, the old that the concept art's way creepier. Right? Yeah. Ew. What's it like? It has like this weird like. It's. I think it's thing? laying eggs. <laughs> no, no. I am closing that tab. All right, we did yep. the spider. No more Close spiders. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Long Time Ago Radio. Uh, if you like the show, please go to starwarspodcast.com where you can find all of our episodes, uh, a bunch of other cool, fun stuff. <laughs> if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, I am at the Jawa Josh. Uh, where, can they, where can the folks find you? God, I just can't talk today. You're good. You're good. Almost through <laughs> it. Um, I am at Rebecca June Lane, and our official Twitter is at LTA underscore radio. You can find me on Instagram, dapper underscore fet, uh, facebook.com slash radio. Take a look at our Facebook pictures from WonderCon and also from about a month ago when we went to visit Rancho Obi-Wan. Lots of stuff to look at in both of those albums. I'm really jelly you guys get to have all these adventures on the West Coast. You were in the Rancho Obi-Wan album. Yeah, was take I? a look. Okay. What are you talking about? Take a look at the first picture. <laughs> I didn't gosh. see this. Hang on. Uh, now I'm all excited. I was like, what are you talking about? Here, I'll send you guys a link. Hold the first hold picture. On. I see us standing around with, with Steve Sansweet. I see Nicole standing literally oh! like you guys a link. three <laughs> inches from, from Steve Sansweet. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Hang on. What is this one? Oh, yeah. Did you <laughs> yeah. do this? <laughs> I forgot to do this. It's uh, the boys standing in uh, what is what is that? The hallway. That's the, the hallway to the art room that they have. And they turn me into a little hologram person in the There's middle. There's no way we we're, were not going to include you on this. Really good job, man. That's impressive. Thank you. I tried and I tried and I tried and I got something <laughs> passable. So. Oh my goodness! I love it. I love That's it. That's funny. Anyway. This has been a very this has been a pretty good episode. episode. All right. So uh, we'll see you guys later, and uh, may the force be with you. Goodbye, everybody. See you. Bye. Those plans.